Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Thank you guys for being here with us tonight. Um, As you know, on Sunday we kicked off uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, uh, And we don't tell you what to fast. We just tell you that during that time to seek God. And so that's what our reveal nights are about. Also wanted to remind you all that starting tomorrow, um, every Thursday at 11 in our Generations building, we will have an hour of prayer, um, some worship and prayer. And you're welcome to join us if you can. And um, so I'm going to share a couple of things, and we're going to go back to some worship tonight. And uh, look at the person next to you and say, I'm ready. So on New Year's Eve, y'all remember that? (laughs) Um, I used some confetti to help me, but I declare to you that, uh, you know, every year God gives us a word for you for the year, a phrase, and so um, our word for the year is His glory revealed, and we shared that night that that is what God wants to do is reveal His glory, Um, that's God's word for life point. You say, what about other churches? Well, there are other good churches, and their pastor gets their word, and um, this is what God has told us this year for for 2022. God wants to reveal his glory, and on January 2nd was our Vision Sunday, and we took it to another level and said, not only does God want to reveal his glory, he wants to reveal it to you. And this past Sunday, we took it to another level and said, not only does God want to reveal his glory, not only does he want to reveal his glory to you, he actually wants to reveal his glory in you. So if you missed that, go online and and watch that, because the Bible says we keep staring into the word, God's going to change us and take us from one degree of glory to the next. He doesn't take us from mess to glory, he takes us from what? Glory to glory. So we got to let the level we're on get glorious so he can ascend us to the next level. Amen? And so New Year's Eve, I said, it's going to take me all month to teach you up about the glory of God. It's not one of those things we can just um, teach on, on one weekend. So I want to teach you for a moment, and we'll get back to some worship. But here's what I want to talk about tonight, that God wants to reveal his glory through you. Little old you, God wants. So think about it. If he wants to reveal it to you and in you, he also wants to reveal it what? Through you. He wants to reveal his glory through you. And, you know, we, we've been saying this, that when you use the word glory in church, everyone shouts, but sometimes they don't even know what they're shouting about. It's just one of those church words, right? Um, but you could summarize the glory of God this way, that the glory of God is a manifestation of everything that God is and everything that God has. So everything God is and everything God has, when he manifests that, that's his glory. Specifically, his greatness and his goodness. And let me put an ad right here. Don't miss Sunday morning. Because I'm going to start telling you how God wants to reveal his glory for you. And I want to talk about his greatness this week. If you need delivered from something, I'd be here this Sunday. If you need healed from something, I'd be here this Sunday. Um, God's a great God. Well, and, and that's, that's Sunday. You have to wait till then. Um, but, but that word glory is something God wants to reveal. So if it's, if it's everything God has and it's, if it's everything God is, that makes it that much more important to know he wants to reveal it. To us, even in us, even through us. And so it's a manifestation of everything that God has and everything that God is. In the Old Testament, the word glory um, was more than just an event. It was just more than um, 
some of the things we read in the first few chapters of the Bible, it actually means the weight of a person, the heaviness of a person. So when you talk about the weight of a person, not how much do you see on the scales, but, but, but what's, what's the gist of that? What's the heaviest thing about that person? What's their heart? What, what, what really stands out to you about that person? That's what the word meant in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it meant the estimation or the opinion on, of someone. So when we say the glory of God, we're talking about the weight of God, the highest estimation of God, the goodness of God, the greatness of God, everything that God has and everything that God is. And we see words like magnificence, brightness, splendor, excellence, preeminence, majesty. All those are just frail words to try to describe the glory of God. It's the essence of God. It's a tidal wave of who God is and what God has being manifested. So when we say, and I told you this, that back in August, God, God gave me this word for this year. I had to sit on it for a few months. And so I'm excited about what God wants to do this year in your particular life. And I, I said this, that I believe we're going to see the glory of God in his house, your house, and the White House. That's what I'm believing for in, 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 in 2022. So I, I want to go to a scripture. Everyone knows this scripture. It's in Isaiah chapter 60. Um, it's a prophecy, and it, uh, uh, it's worded this way. This is the Amplified Classic version. It says, arise. Everyone say, arise. arise. And the Bible amplifies it this way. Arise from the depression and the prostration in which circumstances have kept you. How many of circumstances can keep you in a certain posture? So the Bible says, arise from that posture, arise from that depression, rise to a new what? A new life. So arise. And then it says what? Shine. So arise, everyone say shine. shine. Arise and shine or be radiant with what? Glory. The glory or everything God is, everything has be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen on little old who? You. Right, stick with me here. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and there'll be dense darkness on all peoples. But for the Lord shall arise on, guess what? Little old you, O Jerusalem. And his glory will be seen where? On you. And nations will come to check out your light. And kings will come to the brightness of your rising. Now, this is a prophecy and I think it's a prophecy that can affect us in some different ways. First of all, it was an Old Testament prophet, prophecy about Jerusalem. And Jerusalem, because of their failures, had been exiled for a long time. And when that exile was over, they began to make their track back to Jerusalem. So it was a long, difficult journey. And when they get to Jerusalem, they find it in ruins. And then they start rebuilding the temple, and they faced all of this opposition. So it was a prophecy to Israel or to Jerusalem that there was a brand new day dawning, and Yahweh was back in their midst, and Yahweh was, was going to shine on them in a new way. But it, it's, it's also a New Testament prophecy about Jesus. The Bible said there's great darkness on the earth. Now, you know what the Bible says about you? Before Jesus, it actually doesn't say you were in darkness. It says you were darkness. And so the Bible tells us that there was, there was darkness, but Jesus came as the light to push back the darkness, 
to illuminate. So it was a prophecy about Jerusalem. It was a prophecy about Jesus. It could even be a modern-day prophecy about the church or a modern-day prophecy about you. But it's a prophetic word that it's time to rise up, it's time to shine, and people will be drawn to the glory of God. Man, if we ever live in an hour, in a moment, in a second, in a season where people need to be drawn to the glory of God, and this is what I believe. I believe that there are a lot of churches that have not welcomed the glory of God, but for the churches who have stood strong and welcomed the glory of God, they will see people drawn to it. They will even see kings drawn to it. They will even see people drawn to, to in, in this hour that we're in. So, um, so we've been shouting about the glory of God. So... Let's say the glory of God begins to manifest in your life, your heart, your family, your marriage, your business, in you, to you, for you, through you. How do we respond to that? How would we, how should we respond to the glory of God? And I think in this scripture that we just read, there are three responses or three reactions to the, for, to the glory of God manifesting in us, manifesting for us. And manifesting through us. But there's something very particular that we need to know about this, this passage of Scripture. These words that we see in here like arise, shine, the light has come, nations will be drawn to you. All of those words are indicative of the word change. They're all change words. So contained in this prophecy is the angle or the desire or the aim for change to happen. But there's something else in this prophecy. The words are not only indicative of change, but they're they're written in in the imperative tense. Here's what that means. This this prophecy is not suggestive. It is not a suggestion. This prophecy is very direct, and it's a command. So God's not suggesting that the best thing for us would be to arise and shine. He's commanding it out of us. It's a direct command order from God that we would arise and that we would shine. So I want to give you this tonight just for, for a few moments, and we'll, we'll go back to some worship here in, in just a moment. What are our reactions to the glory of God manifesting in our house, in our lives, or through our lives? What, what's our response? If we know that the glory is everything God is and everything God has, and whether it's visible or whether it's not visible or whether we can describe it, or not describe it, How, what's our reaction? And we see our reaction here. Number one, got three for you, ready? The first reaction is that you arise. Everyone say it again, arise. arise. That's the first thing God tells us about his glory is we're to arise. When the glory manifests, we are to arise. And if you are a born-again believer, guess what? The glory of the Lord has already arisen on you. But I believe there are different levels and more levels of the glory of God arise, uh, arising on us. But, but what, what's our response? What's our reaction? The Bible says it is to arise. Now, that word arise, obviously, you know, in Hebrew means more than it means in English. In, in Hebrew, which it was written in, it means it's the result of something. So the result of the glory of God is for you to arise or for you to emerge or for you to come on the scene. Isn't that cool? So for the glory of God to manifest in your life, it means you come on the scene, you come to a, an erect position, and it literally means these two things. Get up and get restored. And are you ready for this? I didn't write this. This is literally what it means. Get up off your butt and take a stand. Now, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. 
Now think about that. Israel left their season of exile, and they take this very difficult track back to Jerusalem. When they get there, things are in ruins. It's discouraging. They start to rebuild, and they face all kinds of opposition. So God has a word for them. Maybe you went through a season of a rough trek. Maybe you've come to a place and some things look like they're in ruins. Maybe you felt like you've been a little exiled for a season. Maybe it was just a season. Maybe you got you into it. Maybe it was the devil. Maybe it was just a season. But God has a word for you. You ready for this? Get up off your butt and take a stand. I didn't write this. So don't get mad at me, okay? Get up and get restored. It doesn't mean God doesn't care about your discouragement. It just means he's commanding you. Why? Because the glory of the Lord will rise up on you. The glory of the Lord will be shown to you. All that he has and all that he is will manifest. So what you got to do? Get up and take a stand. Get up and be restored. Isn't that cool? I don't get mad at the messenger. This is what it means in, in Hebrew. The message Bible says this. Get up out of bed, wake up, and put your face in the sunlight. <laughs> so arise, come on the scene. If I could say it this way, I, I, I sense that it's your season to come on the scene. So arise, but arise from what? From wrong posture. Remember the Amplified Bible says, arise up from the prostration and the depression that you have been in. If you feel like you've been in a season of depressed, discouraged, down and out, woe is me. Well, when the glory rises, when the glory manifests, when the glory gets stirred, when all that he has and all that he is gets stirred by revelation and manifestation, you don't have to wait for it to manifest. It's, all you got to do is get a revelation of it. When you get the revelation, you expect the manifestation. Sometimes we're waiting for a manifestation. God said, I'm going to give you revelation first. But it means that you, you come up from the wrong posture. But if you study the word prostration, it means some things like this. Depressed, oppressed. It actually means that you're weak and stretched out on the ground and circumstances are keeping you there. And we all come to moments like this. We've all been through times like this. Even all of you spiritual giants in here, sometimes you just come through some times where you feel like you're wiped out. You're, you're, you're stretched out on the ground and you're just discouraged or you're down. Sometimes we get ourselves there. And I, I, I told my kids this. I said, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. Have your moment, cry your tear. And make up your mind, it's time to change postures. Because laying stretched out on the floor, you can't praise. Laying stretched out on the floor, you can't have the right perspective. Laying stretched out, even if life has beat you up this year, knocked you around, it's time. God wants to reveal his glory. I mean, arise. Look at someone said, he's preaching to you, homie. <laughs> now, check this out. In context, it's easy to preach to people. You need to get up off your butt and take a stand. It's easy for me to stand up here and look you in the face and you're like, come on, come on, preach. But here's what it takes. It takes this level of determination and this, this level of faith. So we could actually say it this way. You've got to rise up by faith. You've got to rise up by faith. 
I'm glad it's that way because he didn't say, you've got to rise up when you feel it. He said, you've got to rise up when you faith it. He's not asking you to, for everything to get better before you get bold. He's not asking you to get on your feet when all the conditions. He said, get out of the prostration. You've got to pull yourself together, wipe yourself off. Whether you're in that position because of your mistakes or your failures or the enemy or whatever, come on, look at someone and say, it's time to get up. Off your butt and take a stand. You can say butt, it's okay. But I want to read to you what that phrase, arise by faith, means. I mean, look at me. Anyway, because you've got to get the essence of this. Rise up by faith. Here's what it means, and you've you got to get this. It means that you make a deliberate attempt, a faith attempt, and you might be at your lowest tonight. You might have made your biggest mistake. It's time to make a deliberate attempt. Now, wait till you hear the rest of this. A deliberate attempt that becomes empowered. See, when you start to arise, God meets you with power. You're waiting for him to come over and pull you up, and he's saying, start standing up. I'm going to meet you with power. A deliberate attempt that becomes empowered. Check this out. Then it gains confidence to confront the challenges facing you. Y'all hear that? It literally means a deliberate attempt, a faith attempt, that becomes empowered. When you start to arise, then you become empowered. When you start to become empowered, you start to gain confidence to confront that which is challenging you. Sometimes we're scared to get up because of the challenge. We're losing, we've lost our strength because of the challenge. Jerusalem had lost their strength because of their exile. But the word is this. Make a faith attempt, a strong faith attempt to change your posture. That's why it's phrased, get up off your butt and take a stand. I would say, get up off your rear and praise. Get up out your bed, open the window, stick your face to the sunlight and prophesy. Get up out of your discouragement and forecast. He didn't say, he did not say, let me make you a suggestion. When you start to feel like it, when the news reports are a little bit better, when inflation changes a little bit, he, that's not how it's worded. Even when they made that difficult track back to the city of their origin, it was in ruins. So I thought, well, let's rebuild. And then massive opposition came. If you get up tonight and start standing up in praise, and opposition knocks on the door tomorrow, stay up. Stay up. Because when you stay up, listen, when you stay up, you'll start to be empowered. You're not empowered laying down. You're empowered when you do everything that you can to stand. If it's healing, through the pain. Through, through, if it's emotional, through the heartache. If it's spiritual, through the challenge. Come on. Arise. 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 Then that, you feel empowered and you start to gain confidence and you can confront the challenge that is before you. It actually means to rise up spiritually, rise up physically, and rise up emotionally. Have you felt like you couldn't do it spiritually? 
you got to remember everything he said, everything he promised, and start picking yourself up, and he will empower you spiritually. Have you ever felt wrecked and wiped out emotionally? He's saying you got to pull yourself up and take a stand to rise. You ever felt that way um, uh, physically? You just got to put, you got to just start taking a, taking a, a baby step, a face step. The first thing he says, how do we react to all he is and all that he has? We will rise. We arise. And then he says, shine. Arise and shine. The word shine means illuminate or radiate. It actually means to perform well. So what he's saying is, arise, arise, take a stand, stand in faith. That's performing well. Take a face stand. Get up in the face of it, take a face stand. So what do you do? How do you respond? How do you react to God manifesting all that he has and all that he's will? You get all that he has, all that he is. You get revelation. I'm going to rise and I'm going to shine. Ephesians says this. Whatever the revelation light exposes, it will also correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. This is why the scripture says this, arise, you sleeper, rise up from your coffin, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. So be careful how you're living. Don't live like those who don't have any understanding, but live with honor, with true wisdom, for we're living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes, and don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand the will of God. Well, the Bible says, arise and shine. Why? It goes on to say, because the glory of the Lord has risen on you. So when you got saved, the glory of the Lord rose up on you and filled you and forgave you. That's the presence of Jesus. But I believe it, it's not just a salvation experience. It's an ongoing, forward experience in your life. Keep getting up. Keep getting up in the word. Keep getting up in your praise. Keep, get, keep getting up. Elbow somebody saying, he's, he's talking to you. It actually means this. When you've been sleeping and it's time to get up and the alarm goes off, it's time to what? They say, rise and shine. Well, the alarm's going off. It's your hour. It's your season. God doesn't want you to hit the snooze. God wants you to what? Come on, get up. Rise and shine, sleepyhead. <laughs> you ever had one of those mornings where it's easy to do? Sun's coming through. The birds are chirping. You went to bed early. Or you stayed up late and the Steelers won. <laughs> sorry for you Browns or Ravens fans. Actually, I'm not sorry at all. But it just seems like the right thing to say. What was I talking about? Rise and shine. But have you ever had one of those mornings that's a little bit more gloomier? A little bit more is safer in bed than it is out there? Well, the Bible says, rise and shine. Why? Because the glory of the Lord has risen on you. Remember I said this a moment ago. You, you, you weren't in darkness. You actually were darkness. If Jesus can change your spiritual darkness, he can change your emotional darkness, he can change your physical darkness, he can change your mental darkness. Arise and what? Shine. Rise and shine. 
for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen on you. And verse 2 says, Behold, darkness covers the earth. There's dense darkness on, on people. But the Lord rises on you, and his glory will be seen on you. Well, how many would agree with me that it's darker than maybe it's ever been? There's a lot of dark peoples. There's a lot of dark places. A lot of dark things. But his glory has risen on you. His light has risen on you. Might not be on them, but it's on you. They might stay in darkness. It's possible that it gets a little bit darker before some things get better. But darkness on them is not a telltale sign of darkness on you. The Bible actually says in the Gospels that it's going to get darker and darker. The Message Bible says it's getting ickier and ickier and ickier. And listen, I want you to hear this. It's okay if it gets darker out there because it gets lighter in here. It gets lighter in here. So I want to encourage you with that. We, we've seen darkness swell and escalate like never before. Y'all heard, ever heard this scripture? His grace is more than sufficient for you. And the Bible talks about there's great sin everywhere, but grace supersedes sin. What that means is, although sin looks like it's a rising river, grace overflows the banks. The connection to that is darkness can swell, but light will overflow the banks. I'm telling you, stay around the glory of God. You keep looking into the Word of God. We talked about it Sunday. You keep looking into the Word of God, and your perspective, your perspective will shift, and He'll actually take you higher. You will actually glow brighter. You will actually be blessed more. You will actually have more confidence. You will actually have more courage. I, I can't tell you not to be moved by the rest of the world. It should move you. It should concern you, but it, it shouldn't. It, it, it can move your emotion. Don't let it move your feet. Don't let it move your faith. Because it's possible that it gets crazier everywhere else and things actually get better in his house and in your house. That's why I said stand. Don't stand because you're staring at circumstances. Stand because you're staring at Christ. You're staring at the word of God. You're staring at what he said. Isn't that encouraging? Arise, shine, for the light has come. But I love this end part, because it says this, it says that nations or the Gentiles and kings will be drawn to you. So what, what's our reaction? Well, one, we arise, two, you're a glow, and three, you attract. You attract. This might be your most attractive season yet coming. It says nations and kings, people and leaders and government and governing officials will be drawn to the church, will be drawn to the glory of God. 
And the glory of God's not just in this building. It's in your house. You're the temple. Be attracted. Real quick, let me, let me just tell you about light for a moment. I know you know this, and then I'll wrap this up. Light does some things. Light always dispels darkness. Some Christians have this backwards. Have you ever walked in your room at home and it's dark? And you're feeling real spiritual? You ever walked around the room like, I bind you, darkness, darkness, get out of here. Darkness, you got to go. You got. <laughs> now, there are times to bind things. But I'm just saying, if you walk in a dark room, what's the best thing to do? Flip on the light switch. Light dispels darkness. The more radiant you are, the more illuminated you are, the more attractive you are. That's what the glory of the Lord is. He didn't wipe out darkness. He just glowed. Are you hearing me? That's what the church needs to do right now. Just glow. Just be full of the glory of God. Just be attractive. Not weird. Attractive. Not only does darkness or light dispel darkness, life, light gives direction. When the lights come on, you can what? See. You know how the world's going to see? The glory in the church. The glory in your life. Also, what does light do? Light attracts. In the summer, where do all the bugs go? To your lights. Anyone ever had a bug zapper? Redneck entertainment, right? A bug zapper. You know, bzz, bzz, then you get the big ones like bzz, smoke comes out, and you're like, yeah. It's a guy thing, right? It's a guy thing. <laughs> but light attracts. The glory attracts. The glory will dispel. The glory will give direction. Light exposes. The glory of God will expose what's right, what's wrong. And, and, and here's the, good, the most awesome thing that light does. Light always illuminates its source. The glory of God in your life, shining through you, always will illuminate the source. Isn't that what it's all about anyways? So arise, shine. Remember, it's indicative of change which means a posture change. Shine, illuminate, and when we arise and shine, what's going to happen? You're going to see people drawn to church. You're going to see people drawn to your life. You're going to see people drawn, even kings, even important people. So when we were worshiping, um, if you didn't see my hands in the air, it's not because I didn't like the song. It was because I started writing some stuff down. When I write fast, I sometimes I have trouble reading what I wrote. But can we all stand? Arise. <laughs> Get up out of the posture you've been in. <laughs> have you ever found yourself in the wrong posture? Head down, arms crossed. Sunken. Woe is me. I'm hanging on to Jesus. Come. That's the wrong posture for the church. So I think what we can say about this scripture if you'll stand, all of heaven will back you up. 
I just can't get this across enough that the glory of God, the Old Testament was a cloud, doesn't have to be a cloud, but the glory of God is all that he has and all that he is. God wants to reveal it to you, in you. He wants to reveal it through you. So here's what I'm saying. You're a container of the glory of God and a dispenser of the glory of God. Little old you to contain and dispense all God is and all that God has. That's why he could command, rise, shine. It's dark. But there are those out there that are going to be drawn to the light and the glory of God in your life. So it's not just about God blessing you this year. It's actually God blessing someone through you. It's not just about God altering and changing you this year. It's about God altering and changing some people through you. What if the people that are annoying you the most at work or on TV or wherever, what, what if, what if, what, what if, God is wanting to reach them through you. So I, I, I sense two things about the end of this service tonight. I believe that there are those who God has you in leading positions in organizations, businesses, churches, ministries, institutions. And if that is you, I want to encourage you with this. In that marketplace that you are in, I think God wants you, what he wants you to hear this year is be willing to arise and shine and watch what he draws to you. And then I see another side of this tonight is for some of you who have found yourself in a wrong posture. In a posture of fear, in a, a, a posture, posture of discouragement, a posture of complaining instead of praising, grumbling instead of praying, mumbling, come on, instead of prophesying. And so I'm going to read to you what God gave me. And, and this first little part is for those who you would consider yourself in a place of influence. God said this, that this year, you're going to find yourself in unusual, even unmerited, signif with significant kingdom influence. You're going to find yourself this year in unusual and even unmerited, significant kingdom influence. I'm going to say that again. You're going to find yourself this year in unusual, even unmerited, significant kingdom influence moments. There will be particular ears hearing your voice. You couldn't imagine why they're listening to you. You'll have a prosperous touch. And you've got to fight that, I don't want any, I don't want any attention vibe. Those who are governing and leading, their eyes and their ears are going to be directed your way. You say, what does all that mean? I don't know what all that means. 
I'm just saying if you are in a place where you know I'm in an influential place, leading a ministry, a business, a um, organization, etc., you're going to find that you've got some unusual and unmerited influence this year. That's why it's important for you to arise and shine. There'll be particular ears hearing you that you can imagine why they're listening to you. You have a prosperous touch. You need to fight that I don't want attention vibe. Because governing eyes and ears will be directed your way. Then it went on, this isn't just for those in those positions, but God said this, that um, if you have the wrong posture, you'll have the wrong perspective. But if you have the right posture, you will have an accurate perspective. And perspective changes everything. If you are in the wrong posture, you'll have a wrong perspective, and you'll make wrong plans. But if you have the right perspective or, or the right posture, you'll have the right perspective, and you'll, you'll follow the right plans. And this is for all of us. 2022 will have some twists and some turns, even some surprises. But you stand in faith and you prophesy and you forecast forward. And the twists will turn to triumph. And the surprises will switch. To victories. Now, let me read that with a little more passion because I'm stumbling because I can't read this very well because I was writing it so fast. Let me say it again. And, and, and if you know this is for you, then, then you, you got to, I'll take it, amen, something, right? So 2021 is going to have some twists and some turns, even some surprises. But you stand in faith. And you prophesy and you forecast forward and the twists will turn to triumph and the surprises will switch to victory. <laughs> and I want you to get this last part. Y'all ready for this? Said, And there's a season coming that you will have a front row seat. Anyone like front row seats? And you will have a front row seat to significant signs, significant wonders, significant triumphs, significant victories, and wins on the battlefield that's been before you. All right, let, let me read that again with some conviction, okay? There's a season coming where you'll have a front row seat to significant signs, wonders, triumphs, victories, and wins on the battlefield that's been before you. Isn't that good? That's what he told me to tell you tonight. That's what he told me to tell you tonight. When I was standing there in worship, I was writing as fast as I could. That's why I was so jumbled. But, but, but think about that. Think, think about this moment tonight, this reveal night, kicking it off. This is why I can stand up here and say what Isaiah said um, in the imperative tense. Get up off your backside and take a stand. For the glory of the Lord has risen on you. Shine, radiate, and watch 
people be drawn to you. Watch things be drawn to you. Watch unmerited and unusual significance happen. Watch ears be turned your way and voices being your way and eyes focusing on you. That's why you got to fight. I don't, I don't want someone to look by, but I'm not saying make a, a disastrous more. I'm just saying you got to be willing to rise and radiate and let the glory of God just shine. Because there's a, there's a whacked out world around us that just needs to see something significant and something real. They just need to see God. And listen, when you see God, all you can see of God is what God has revealed to us. And if he's revealed it in his word, his intention is to manifest all of it in us, for us, and through us. God wants the world to see his glory. He wants the church to, ex to experience his glory, his goodness, and his greatness. That's the heart of God. And he specific specifically told me to tell you in 2022, that's what he wants to reveal this year, is the glory of God in your house, his house, and I'm believing for the White House. Amen. Amen. How about we worship a little more pessimistic?